Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, January 4th. U.S. equity futures are rallying once again, so we'll see if today can hold. I think it will. So the S&P futures are up 19 points. That's 50 basis points. The NASDAQ futures are up 75 points. That's about 70 basis points. And the Dow futures are up 112 points, which is about 30 basis points. Europe is doing much better than the U.S. so far. You have the major European indices rallying about 1% to 1.5%. Europe is up about 3 to 3.8% week to date so far. So very strong price action in Europe. uh, Commodity-related stocks in Europe are very weak. So energy and basic resources, both are getting hit hard. Crude continues to come for sale. Um, Everything else in Europe is trading very well. Luxury stocks in particular, so luxury retail, LVMH, carrying, et cetera, um, along with financials and tech are all leading in Europe on the upside. Asia was mixed. You had Japan fall over a percent. But the Hang Seng surged about 3%. Um, Alibaba, in particular, spiked about 8% uh, for reasons I'll get to in a moment. So in terms of incremental news for today, again, my North Star for this market is inflation. I think that's really all that matters right now. So long as disinflation continues, that will um, force central banks to back away from their very hawkish policy stances that will bolster risk sentiment. So you had the CPI for France come out this morning, fell short of expectations, fell in December versus November. So um, you know, further evidence that the Eurozone economy is firmly in a disinflationary state, joining the US, which has been in one now for a couple of months. Um, you know, This France CPI for December follows the German one yesterday and then the Spanish one last week, um, all of which suggests that the broader Eurozone CPI, which we get on Friday, it's on track to fall short of expectations as well. This will not force the ECB to pivot. Um, Like the Fed, they're going to want to see several months of evidence um, of inflation firmly being on a downward trajectory, but it is still very encouraging. I think we should be watching data more than listening to central bankers. Central bankers are very reactive right now um, for the last year. Plus, they have been lagging the data both on the upside and they're going to unfortunately be lagging it as inflation starts to roll over. But, um, you know, I think I think we should rest assured that they will be following the data. So that's that's what's most important in my mind, which is why this French CPI is, is in my view, the most important headline of the morning. Elsewhere in China, um, you know, I think the big theme today is you have a lot of headlines about various different policy support measures for the property industry. This isn't really new. China has been now for several um, several months rolling out measures aimed at bolstering the property market. This is a big reason why Chinese stocks have been so strong, but you did see another flurry of headlines out this morning. For Alibaba in particular, um, the Ant Financial had a um, consumer fundraising plan approved by the government. So, you know, if you really kind of circle back or going back over the past couple of years, the big crackdown on China's tech industry really started when the Ant Financial IPO was blocked. Um, you know, there's no no headlines about whether or not the Ant Financial IPO is going to be proceeding. I think it will proceed this year at some point. Um, but this is just the latest example of China reducing the scrutiny on on technology industry. So Alibaba shares spiked 8% in Hong Kong, um, and they're up a lot pre-market in the U.S. So that's kind of the situation in China. So France CPI and then um, China property, China tech headlines are kind of the major macro themes for this morning. Otherwise... It's relatively quiet. For the calendar today, two numbers at 10 a.m. will be very important. So the manufacturing ISM within that, the price is paid component. So we'll get, this is kind of the first look at inflation in the U.S. for the month of December. That's going to be very important. And then you get the JOLTS report for November. 
the street is modeling the jolts figure to drop to about 10 million even, which would be down from 10.3 million in October. This will be the first time, um, you know, we could get a, a break below 10 million, which would be the first time that happened, um, you know, in over a year, which obviously be encouraging, suggesting that the labor market is becoming a bit less tight than before, which is what the Fed wants to see. Um, you're going to get the Fed minutes this afternoon at two o'clock. They're going to be hawkish. Um, you know, remember, go back to the December meeting. Um, the statement was hawkish. The supplemental was hawkish. The press conference was hawkish. So it really shouldn't be a surprise. You're probably going to see, um, you know, the tape, the headlines at two o'clock will probably be hawkish. I think that kind of is helpful just given that expectations were already set. Um, and so the bar is, is going to be um, high as far as people coming away from this, suggesting the Fed is even more hawkish than already thought. Again, I think data is going to be more important than, than rhetoric at this point with regards to central bankers. Um, and then McCarthy will try again to become speaker. Uh, I think he will eventually become speaker, just given there don't seem to really be any other credible alternatives. Um, you know, I suspect eventually you might see some of these um, rebel Republicans just not show up to vote. So remember, he needs the majority of the of the voters, of the people who are voting. Um, so if you kind of, if you are opposed to him and you don't show up in theory, that kind of removes you from the process. I think that's how it will ultimately play out. But whoever becomes speaker will only be, um, will probably be one of the more weaker speakers in, in, in decades in the house. You have a very tiny majority and it's obviously, um, you know, a very disjointed one. So it's going to be very difficult to, um, you know, keep the keep this coalition together and uh, and be an effective governing force. I don't think any of this really matters for stocks right now, other than it shows how hard it will be, um, you know, this spring to raise the debt ceiling, which is, you know, I think the the the, the next policy measure that stocks will really care about. Um, and that is everything for today, Wednesday, January fourth. Thank you for listening.